This is We're Psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast. And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych. And now I'm making him watch it. And now I'm making her do a podcast. So let's get started. Welcome back to We're Psyched. Today we are going to cover Season 1, Episode 4, Woman Seeking Dead Husband, Smokers Okay, No Pets. Written by Steve Franks, directed by Jeff Melman, aired on July 28, 2006, and here's the wiki synopsis. Sean searches a thief's stolen bounty, but is asked to contact a spirit and help out the criminal's widow. What a weird episode this is. Well, what a weird title this is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I laughed at it last time on the podcast when you first um, told me the title. I can't figure it out. It sounds like an apartment listing. Yeah, that's what I got to. It sounds like an ad because, you know, smokers, okay, no pets allowed. Yeah. So the woman seeking dead husband is kind of like the ad, I guess. Right. And that's just a that's just a bit because of what happened in the episode. Yeah, I like where it. Where she's seeking out her dead husband via the psychics, which I want to talk about a little bit later. Um, yet another thing, though, I noticed about uh, this director of this episode, Jeff Melman. Mm -hmm. He's yet another one of those really prolific TV directors. He's that he has like a hundred credits, uh, a wow. bunch of shows, Two and a Half Men, Community, Grey's Anatomy, Malcolm in the Middle, Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, he did eleven episodes, I believe. Or actually, That's no, a... he did eleven episodes of a lot of other shows. It's weird. He did eleven episodes of more than one show, um, and then he did uh, like twenty something of Grey's. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people yeah. who like Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. Been on running for a long time. Are we going to do a Grey's Anatomy podcast? Oh, shoot. I just strayed from Psych. Hey, so, I think it's okay. You know me and straying. Dog. I like tangents. I know. Okay. Okay, so um, first impressions as a first viewer. As first viewer, I didn't like this episode so much. I mean, okay. there, were some, there were some good moments. I, I, I definitely liked the episode, but I just, it wasn't as strong of a story as the other ones, if I'm being honest. And that's what, it didn't grab me as much as the other ones. Okay, um, that's, I respect your opinion. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that a lot as we go through the episode. But like, you know, as, as uh, you know, as uh, having only seen three episodes, this is the weakest of the three for me. Okay, well, or now four, four episodes, yeah. I the asked of the four. what your impression was because um, I have a little bit of a tidbit from a critic named Richard Keller, who Fucking wrote a review. <laughs> who wrote a review for this episode. And do you okay. want to hear what yeah, he said? Sure. So he praised uh, the installment, calling it the funniest episode of the series thus far. Um, and he compared James Roday Rodriguez to Ben Stiller. Really? And he also praised the development of the characters Gus Lasseter and O'Hara. His big criticism was seeing the big evergreen forest behind the motel, which kind of ruined the illusion of this taking place in Santa Barbara. Uh, if and I'm, I agree. I, I agree. Yep, that's it's a bit of an illusion breaker, but I've started to look past it. You know, I was critical of it in the other podcast. Can't remember which one, but I'm I'm looking past it now. Um, but I have to agree, the character moments were the best part of this episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no psych episode I dislike, but I definitely think there are ones that are better than others, and this one kind of wasn't one of my favorites as far as the case goes right okay however we'll talk about this later there's just one scene in it that is comedy gold oh it's so good so good one of the best yeah. comedic scenes in psych ever 
Um, but let's get into the case. So Sean and Gus are goofing off in Chief Vic's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right away, there's a pineapple. Yeah. Uh, smoothie, pineapple smoothie. Yeah, McNabb brings Sean a pineapple smoothie. So there's the pineapple. Before this scene even, there's the starts with the flashback, as apparently most episodes do. And I relate to young Sean as someone with a really small bladder. <laughs> oh, yes. He had to pee on the stakeout. I'm like, yeah, that's why I would be absolutely fucked if I had to do a stakeout or anything. Well, I think this just, I feel like this happens to everybody at the most important moment or the most pivotal moment. We well, have to pee. A lot of it's stress. Stress. Yeah. You, you, you feel like you have to go to the bathroom if you are stressed. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So getting into the case, um, a widow comes in um, because the, her dead husband... Um, was part of a bank robbery from four years ago, and the other t- his two partners are getting out of prison, and so the SPPD wants to give her protection. Yeah, and we learn that she's actually a big enthusiast. She sees a psychic. She's very much into yeah weekly weekly psychic readings, and so this is something I wrote in my notes is that it's a running theme. It happened twice in this episode where Sean grooms vulnerable people who believe in psychics. Uh, and I, yes. I have questionable feelings about that. That's, it's, a bit, it's a bit problematic. To me, at least, it's just, it feels disingenuous. Oh, totally. Yeah. But, I mean, that's his thing. And right. I'm actually glad you brought that up because we actually see flirting done, not by Sean. Gus this time. Gus this yeah. time. And I actually think he's not bad at flirting with women. He finds common ground with her. A book yeah. reference, I think. But, uh-huh. but for some reason, it's Sean who always ends up getting the girl. Um, I feel a little well, bit bad for he's the main us. character. Anyway. Well, yeah. They really want to give her police protection. And, and Gus wants to give her police protection. But then Sean kind of weasels his way in there and makes her come by the office. Yes. Um, in which, in which uh, Gus still tries to give her more police protection. Um, and then it's really, it, that is a really funny scene where... Uh, Sean is right behind Gus, just like mouthing, like, we can help, we can help. Yeah, and Gus is like, you know, Raylene, which is the woman's name, yeah. you need police protection. This is above our I don't know, expertise. And Sean's in the back going, we can help. Good yeah. to go. Yes, we can. Yeah, um, like, doing hand gestures. Yeah. Something I noticed, has the psych logo on their window always been blue? Yes, it has always been blue, but it will change to green. Because, you know, the psych actual in the theme song, it's green. And yeah. so I thought it was a really interesting choice to make it blue for the first few episodes. Yeah. I mean, okay. blue is my favorite color. I like it. Yeah, it's a deep, nice deep blue. But kind of matching the blueberry. It's Yes, it is. But I think it's weird to see it blue when it's very famously known as green. Yeah. All the marketing and stuff is green. Which actually is funny when we were making the logo for our, our podcast. Uh, I was like trying to color match our psych uh we're psyched um name i was trying to color match it to the actual psych logo but i i I cross-referenced a couple of different marketing photos of like um the show the poster and they're all different yeah they're a little bit different shades of green it does yeah it's like but they're all kind of similar um something i wanted to mention about the blueberry um and this i probably shouldn't be poking around imdb but you know we do to just to do a little research before we start this recording um but the toyota echo which is the car that the blueberry is. Yes. Was never sold in the US. It was only sold in Canada. Huh. So there's no way that they would have had it. That 
Okay, bravo, bravo. That is a great catch. I've never caught that before. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that people would really know. Well, it's not also some unique, crazy car. No, you know? it's a very simple-looking, common car. I mean, yeah. common in Canada. But see, that's so weird. It's like it. I just said it was a common car, but we live in the U.S. where they're not sold, and yet it just seems like a car that would be here. You know, good catch. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that's a mistake. But maybe right. we could, if we want to stretch it a little bit, we could believe maybe Sean did something, made a deal. No, no, yeah. actually, no, that's not right. Because we learn, isn't it his company car, Gus's company car from what, yeah. the pharmaceutical place? Uh, is it? I, I must have missed that if, that was, if they said that. All right. I think we're going to have to do some more digging Research into that. On this. We'll get back to you on episode five. <laughs> yes. Okay. Back to the episode. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raylene is back in the psych office, even though Gus has advised her to go to the police again, Mm -hmm. because she and Gus and I mean, she and Sean and some of her family are holding a seance. Yes. And I I noticed I wrote this down. Sean was using a seance as an information gathering, which I thought, even though it bugged me a little bit that he was exploiting them for being vulnerable and dumb thinking that psychics like are actually onto something but i thought it was kind of genius to use that to gain information to figure out where to where to dig yeah especially since he not already literally kn- dig but <laughs> where to investigate especially since he already knew she was an enthusiast right and people would go along with it well and so those were her friends right or like the the yeah, wives friends, of the other family family um, because yeah. it's the seance is to get in contact with her dead supposedly yeah. dead husband. As far as she knows. Yes. Um, and actually, if we can take a pause from the episode right now. Oh, gosh. Kind of nervous. I thought it'd be fun if you and I tried to hold a seance right now. Okay. Um, so we have a candle There's here. There's a candle. Can you go turn oh, off all okay. the lights and close? Jacob's Head- going to go Headphones close coming off. all the curtains and make it really dark in here. So just give us a second. It's pretty dark in here. Ooh, spooky. Okay, so, so, so I I don't really believe in like ghosts and demons and angels and all that stuff, but no. I still get a little creeped out by it. Who do we want to contact? I want to contact Phil Collins. Phil, really? Oh, he's not dead. <laughs> we have to contact. That is what a seance is, attempting to contact someone who is oh, dead, okay. Jacob. All right, so what if we do someone, like, bad? That'd be kind of interesting. You want to connect Hitler? I was going to say, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, it is. Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, I think he got the death penalty, right? I have no familiarity with him. I can't believe I have to Google this. Yeah, he died November 28th, 1994. Okay. He's been dead for going on 30 years. Okay, so... Agreed. Jeffrey Dahmer. So before I light the candle, we're going to we're going to join hands. Okay. Um, and we have to welcome the spirit. And okay. then important thing is before we end the seance, we have to say goodbye. Goodbye. Before we blow out the candle and break the, the circle. Okay. Otherwise, he can like. It's really us. it's really an oval because there are only two of us. Okay, an egg. An egg. Mm hmm. All right, so... Is that because I'm taller than you, so it's like... 
We're sitting down. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to light the candle. It didn't uh -oh, work. Oh, is our lighter not working? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Of course it's not working right now. It's easier. Shake it. I don't know if that'll help. Uh -oh, I guess here. they okay. don't want us to have a seance. <laughs> oh, we're out of, it's out of. It's out oh of my here. gosh. Do we have matches? Old um, school. We have a stove. <laughs> <laughs> Would you use a fucking stove to light a candle for a seance? Um, yeah, no, we don't have any matches. Well, that's that. Wait. Oh, did it work? I got hey, it. there it is. Okay. Okay. So we're going to join hands. Okay. Do you want to speak? You have to welcome him. Welcome, Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, it's great to have you. Welcome to We're Psyched. Thanks. Oh, we need a third microphone. We're going to ask you some yes or no questions. So just flick, flicker the candle if it's a yes. Yeah, flicker the candle if it's a yes. Okay. So. Are you here? Uh, nothing. Okay, so if he's not here, so do you want to try here. somebody else? Uh, yeah. Want to do someone, oh, good? Robin Williams. Welcome. Robin Williams, are you with us? Flickered a little bit. Maybe okay. he's a little bit here. Okay, so maybe he is a little here. What do you want to ask him? Do we have permission to remake the movie Flubber, starring Jensen Ackles? No flicker. no flicker. That's a no. Okay. Okay. No Flubber's a masterpiece. Ankles. No one. I mean, I agree with his yeah. decision. Yep. Okay. Let me ask one. Do you miss Coco the gorilla, whom you had a very strong bond with? Oh my gosh. Wait, it actually flickered. It flickered a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this that? is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to say goodbye or do you want to? One more. One more. Okay. One more. <laughs> um, okay. You ask. You ask. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Robin Williams, do you like pineapple? I didn't see a flicker. Oh, shit. Get fucked, Robin Williams. Oh, my God, no. Don't say that. <laughs> okay. We love you, yeah, big we fans. Yeah, we love you. But you don't like pineapple, so that's the end. Um, <laughs> did you like Will Smith's portrayal of the genie in the Aladdin remake? No. I didn't no. see a flicker. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, you can't beat you Robin can't, Williams. You can't beat it. I know. Yep. All right. Well, I think we should get back to the episode, okay. but this has been fun. Yeah, this has been fun. There was that really very distinctive flicker. There was a distinctive flicker. flicker, yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. Um, so before All we right. blow it out, we got to say goodbye to everyone we addressed. All right. So goodbye. Goodbye, Jeffrey Dahmer. Goodbye, Robin Williams. Goodbye, Robin Williams. All right. All Jacob's right. going to go I'm gonna go. turn the, the lights on the lights, and open yeah. the curtains. Did you just say open, open the lights? The lights. <laughs> Good job. All right, where were we? Um, I just wrote something down. Sean is tearing down the wall in the psych office. Does that make a comeback, or did, did they actually change the set? Because I can't remember what it looked like before. Um, I do believe they want more space in okay. that set. So I think tearing down the wall was sort of their play for that. If for no other reason than to fit the camera in a different angle or something like that? Probably. Probably. Well, they did something like that in Stargate SG-1. 
They have this big table with a, oh in the briefing. <laughs> Can you hear my eyes rolling right now? They have a briefing room, and there's a big-ass table in the middle of it. They chopped the table in half so they could fit the camera in the middle to do close-ups on people during the briefing. Two halves make a... Oh. oh, okay, yeah. So you're trapped in a room, no windows, no doors. All there is is a mirror and a table. How do you get out? Uh, what's the premise again? Okay, you look in the mirror, yeah. you see what you saw. Yeah. You take the saw, cut the table in half. Yeah. Two halves make a hole. You climb through the hole and climb you're out of the room. Through. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, something else I noticed. Gus claimed that you need a permit to have a garage sale. Is that true? Yes, it actually is true. Who the hell does that? Um, I mean, it's it's because of HOA rules. Fuck HOAs. Um, like in my old neighborhood, you could only have a yard sale, garage sale on a certain day or a certain weekend. Um, weird. Yeah, but okay. weird. It's just okay. It's not a law. It's just HOA regulations, I guess. Okay. Um, we could look it up. Uh, we don't do that around here. Yes, of course not. Something uh, okay. else about Gus, he hates the word bingo. Sean goes bingo, yeah, and Gus is like, like, stop, you know I don't like that word. Yahtzee? <laughs> okay, is there any word you really hate, Jacob? Hate's a strong word. Is there any word you hate? I hate the word moist. Oh my gosh. Don't no, be one of those I people. I hate people who hate the word moist. I like the word moist. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's good. And the good. word porridge. Por- porridge is a nice word. Porridge. I don't like the word phlegm. Well, I don't like phlegm. So. Yeah, me neither. It's a bad word for a bad thing. Very much. Or maybe that makes it a good word then, because it's a good word for a bad thing. But it's just a bad word. I somehow just followed exactly what you were right? saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, something else about the seance scene. Gus had to wreck it. He had to wreck it. He was like, listen, there's no spirits here. And I was like, okay, come on. I know you don't like Sean's methods, but he was getting results. Like he was getting a lead for for them to investigate. And then he had to just break like he could Sean could have eked a little bit more out of him before he stopped it. And I was like, "Come on." Yeah, dude. well, I think he had it, his best interest was to keep Raylene safe. And so he thought like, you know, Sean, here he goes again goofing off to get information which I mean, although effective, Sean, uh, Gus actually thought that she was in a lot of danger. So, yeah. you know, it was probably a waste of time to him and kind of unsafe. But yeah, kind of right. wish he didn't ruin it. I see where his motive was. But mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think he needed to wreck that moment. I agree. All right. So moving forward with the case, uh, Sean figures out that the supposedly dead man has a cousin named Roger. Mm-hmm. Um Who's the undertaker of the cemetery, right? Not the cemetery. What is it? The ma- ma- mausoleum. Mausoleum. Yeah. But his house was at the cemetery. Oh yeah. Then. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. So Sean okay. and Gus drive over sixty miles out of town to mm-hmm. get there, and again we clock Gus's super smeller, super mm-hmm. sniffer to tell that someone was there. Yes, and um, they come face to face with Raylene's quote-unquote dead husband who has been yeah. on the property searching for the money for a long time why did he never have a chance to tell the other two guys where the money was they went to jail and he faked his death uh i guess but i'm looking i'm trying to figure out the timeline of it why so they went to jail immediately after they robbed the bank probably yeah they got, right? caught. They got caught 
Okay, then that makes sense. He was and supposed then, to hide the money, which he did. Yeah. But then there was this huge rainstorm. Mm-hmm. He lost it. Same he, night. Yes, he yeah. faked his death right. because, well, we was, find out later it's right. because of the wife. Was he planning to fake his, he was planning to fake his death because of the wife, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. All right, I just need to think about that for a second. Yeah, so they go back to the psych office and tell Raylene that he's alive, which they didn't know that she was bad. Yeah. But they, he, he faked his death to get away from her. And it's just mm-hmm. watching it, me who've watched, who've seen this a bunch of times, just watching that scene makes me cringe so hard because I'm like, that's like, yeah, it's, oh, it's exposing worst. him. And yeah. Um, so then a later scene or a different scene, uh, Sean is hiding in the car when Lassie and Juliet were on a stakeout. Uh, following the two uh, other bank, the two bank robbers, and last he was breaking the rule of st- the stakeout, which was he was drinking things. I know. Well, yeah, so I he must mean, have a it's an unsaid bladder. rule, right? But uh, he has a strong will or a st- or a large bladder. Yeah, um, I'm glad you noticed yeah, that. Yeah, and then meanwhile, Gus caught the uh, the room key or the parking placard yeah. of the hotel that they were at. So that's how they found where the the bank robbers were at the hotel yeah this hotel scene is so good oh yeah we, ha- so we have to talk about this yeah. they they argue yeah. about breaking and entering and sean was like oh but the window's open it's not breaking and entering and it's then entering. gus is like sean you might want to turn around and then there are the bank robbers yeah. yes and so they bring them inside their motel room yeah and sean goes you know guys look i'm actually a psychic um and that's why I'm here. And one of the bank robbers is like, all right, well, if you're a psychic, you got to pass a test. And so he sits Gus on a chair. He sits Sean on the couch and he puts his hand behind his back and he looks at Sean. And he goes, how many, how fingers? many fingers? Yeah. And Sean stalls a little bit because he doesn't know, obviously. Then mm-hmm. he sees the reflection from the TV bouncing off the mirror onto this water jug in front of him. And so he's able to read a bunch of the times yeah, of the bank robber is like four and then two and then three and then <laughs> it's and so like good two and two and a half two and a half oh and now he's giving me the bird <laughs> and then so he the guy moves well the guy was yeah. just like he was like you're cheating and you're cheating. sean is like oh yeah you're right it's i'm, I'm and then tells him exactly how he's he tells doing him it exactly what he's doing which is just fucking genius it is it's he's hilarious like, because he tells him how he how it's he not did psychic it. i'm looking at the reflection bouncing off of the mirror bouncing off of the water jug in front of me and he's like yeah okay maybe you are psychic <laughs> and so he's like okay and he shifts around so yeah. he's not in front of the tv anymore and he's, he's in right between in front gus. of gus yeah and he's like one more time one more time and How many Gu- fingers? And then Gus is like, there's no way I can get away with doing this. And then holds up three fingers so Sean can see. And then Sean's like, dude, you've got to stop picking the number three. Oh, it's so good. And then so he's like, good. respect, man. Yeah. So, and then he goes up into, to fist bump Sean, which is something I want to mention. Because in my little bit of snooping around IMDb, which I should avoid because spoilers. But I learned that not only is there a pineapple in every episode... There's a fist bump in every episode. Did you know this? No. How did I not there, know this? Not only is there... I'm so embarrassed. Not only is there a pineapple in every episode, there is a fist bump in every episode. 
There is the word delicious in every episode. (gasps) There is the phrase, I can't do this right now in every episode. And there is the question, what in every episode? Are we going to clock all these things? Are we going? We have a lot more tallies to start. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have the pineapple, the Gus nickname, fist bump. What else? I can't do this right now. I can't do this right now. Delicious. Delicious. And what? Oh my gosh. Which, that's kind of cheating because... Okay, let's not do what. But it's the phrase, what? Like, just asked as a question, not just the word in a sentence. Okay, we should do what. Oh my gosh. And then later, um, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I'll just tell you this now. It's not a huge spoiler. We... This isn't in every episode, but we should clock it. It's kind of like the Gus's nicknames. Not in every episode, but it's really important. Often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Sean will turn to Gus and he'll be like, Gus, don't be a... Mm -hmm. And he'll say something like, don't be a rabid porcupine or something like that. (laughs) Just something random. Yeah. So we should should clock that as well. Okay. Clocking those. Wow. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So there's the fist bump. I missed all the other ones because I was just watching the episode, but I noticed the fist bump. Well, we will be sure to look out for this. Yeah. During future episodes. Yeah, and in that scene, I noticed something which really clues you into the fact that the wife is cray cray. Um, where, <laughs> cray cray. Where <laughs> never heard you use that word before. And never again. Um, where he say it said, again. Cray cray. There we go. <laughs> where um, the blank, the bank robber says um, she can play anybody, and I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be trusting her. Um, well, yeah, duh. That's what they just said. It's not a prediction. Well, yeah, no, it's just like that really, that was the first time I really caught on to the fact that, um, you know, maybe her motive wasn't to be trusted. Yeah. And she was so concerned about where the money is. Yeah. Not because she feared for her not safety. For, yeah, that's, I that just put that together then. Um, I did want to bring up, so Juliet and... Lassie are outside the motel staking it out, you know, Mm -hmm. and this wasn't in the episode, but it's a deleted scene. I read about it a while ago and wanted to mention on the podcast. Um, So it's a scene with uh, Juliet and Lassie talking to each other about how much they are shown up by Sean Spencer and how they're in awe of his ability to solve cases. Okay. Um, I just thought it was interesting that they didn't include that in the episode. But I thought it was actually a good choice in the end, probably, because I think the actors do such a good a job at Im- implying that they are a little bit dumbfounded of Sean's abilities. Yeah, that's one of my criticisms with television, that it's like they want to... They, they don't trust you enough to pick up on performances, so they show you and tell you. Yeah. But that's something that should be shown, not told. They should they yes. should be shown uh, we should be shown, you know, like how they, you know, reluctantly like or like, oh, he actually is really helpful or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be shown that we don't need a scene of them talking about how they're feeling. So you agree that their choice of taking it out was good. I agree. I think the talking scene that we got was good. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's just, it's, it was funnier and it was it just made you like like the interactions between the characters a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm, I don't mean to backtrack, but mm. a little bit, but the first time they're staking out outside the bank robbers' motel, um, Juliet goes, you know, they don't look so mean. They just don't look like killers. Foreshadowing. And, 
yeah not just foreshadowing but um you you always talk about how you're not very good at predicting things right this is not something that's just in this episode juliet's intuition is very very good Mm, okay it's very strong so you can kind of use that little information in future episodes if she's having a really strong intuition thing you know maybe okay maybe she's right yeah and you know of course lassiter shrugs that off in the moment yeah he's just like oh you're just naive junior officer yeah but you know she ends up being right right so there is a goof in this episode I know. I was wondering if you're going to catch it. Yeah. So it is in the scene where Sean and Gus are getting to the mausoleum. um, They're getting out of the car. And you see the rear view mirror of the car. Mm -hmm. Kind of in the middle of the frame, kind of a little bit to the right. It's a very quick shot. Very quick shot. But you can clearly see someone sitting in the back seat, like a producer or some sort of grip person. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very obvious. Uh Yeah, it's it's there. So if you want to watch this episode, just keep an eye out in the mausoleum scene. Yeah, I think it was around tw- 29 minutes, something like that. Yep, some, about two-thirds of the way through the episode. Good catch. Yep. Something I wanted to ask you about, um, because I, must, I didn't really get it, and this is backtracking a little bit, why didn't the formerly dead guy um, seem more upset or exacer- exacerbated? exasperated yeah when he was talking about raylene um because because that would have clued them in sooner about yeah i think it's because she is what that one bank robber said she is so good at manipulating like she had him wrapped around her finger oh okay um i mean even said like when sean was like oh gus has a crush on your quote-unquote widow you know, he even says like, oh, well, she, Raylene's a very, very charming person. A lot of people yeah. fall into it, you right. know. Okay. Um, But I, I see what you mentioned. Because mm-hmm. if he really did, like, you know, he faked his own death and stuff, you would yeah. think he would, like, run for the hills as soon as her yeah. name is mentioned. You and know? though, I mean, the reason I thought was just like, is it just to suspend the audience's I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. If we're looking way more deep into this than I probably should... Maybe there's some part of him who still loves her. You know, you know, a lot of people who are in abusive relationships feel that they have love for their abuser. Well, Sean doesn't know what Stockholm Syndrome is, but that is Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> kind, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I mean, we're reaching here, but yeah. maybe that's one reason why he didn't go, oh, I fucking hate Raylene, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because he's like... Yeah, I don't want to be with her anymore, but I still have these feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or I want her to be better. I want her to be yeah. okay. That kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving forward in the case. So they, Sean and Gus end up going to the, not the morgue. Mausoleum. Mausoleum. That's right. And they see Raylene holding her ex-husband at gunpoint. And she's like, where's the money? And Sean does such a stupid thing. He does this all the time where he's just like, he bluffs in the moment yeah. to buy them time, which it didn't even buy them any time. No, not as much as he told. He's like, oh, the money's in, in the... It's in the crypt. It's in the, the crypt. empty crypt, yeah. And then she's just like, break it open with the stanchion. And I don't know about you, what but I did not... What the fuck is a <laughs> I didn't know what that was yeah. until this episode, but a stanchion is an upright pull, post or support. In this case, like for roping off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we see it in lines at Disneyland or movie theaters. Yeah, Yeah, there's dividers. So that's what a stanchion is, everybody. And then Lassie knew the word. And Gus knew the word. That was so funny. I love that they put that in there. He's like, 
Put step down away the stanchion. Put down the stanchion. Yeah. Step away from the stanchion. Yeah. I like that and a lot. And then uh, Gus and Sean start like commenting on uh, his long hair. Yeah, for the second time. For the in this second episode. time in this episode. And uh, and they were like, it's a lot of work though. You gotta worry about dandruff, split ends, and as a guy with long hair. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, well, you're blonde though, so if you have dandruff, no one can see it. No, but I you still black don't want hair. It. If I have it, you can see it from like a million miles away. But I mean, you don't want it, so you take care of it. So it's yeah. just more work to take care of. What's it like having long hair as a dude? Well, I get misgendered sometimes, huh? Which is funny. Um, but then, I don't know. I like it because it's not as common, mm-hmm. so it, it's a little bit easier to be unique. And then I, I like having be able being able to put it up and then leave it down. Do but think- it's also it's annoying as hell sometimes. I mean, just seeing your dad and your grandparents, do you think you're going to bald one day? Well, based on the amount of fucking hair that gets stuck in our drain. Oh my um, gosh, guys, it's bad. Like, okay, so my parents, when we moved in together, because it was, it was supposed to be me, Jacob, and this other girl, but then something happened, so it ended up just being me and Jacob. My mom was like, oh. Oh, Jacob, you're, it's, I feel so bad for you. You're rooming with a girl. Yeah, she was just like, oh, my daughter, of course, the girl is going to shed everywhere. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, it's me. Yes, Jay, it looks like we, we live with a blonde dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, his hair is everywhere. And everywhere. Recently, you just got it thinned. I got it. I have to get my hair thinned. When I, I tell take you, it. yeah, guys, I would put my hand in his hair and pull out like a clump. Yeah, it looked like I was, I'm a chemo patient. Anyway, we're digressing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was your? I'm just interested. What was your favorite part of the episode? What was your least favorite? Uh, okay. Favorite part of the episode. Scene wise. Scene wise. It's it's gotta be the one in the motel room. Yeah, the comedy it's just one. It's so it's so good. Oh, the um, acting. But then you know some of the more serious scenes are good too. Um, I like the I like the scenes uh, where where Chief Vic asserts her authority and Me tells too. yeah because I'm like that's it's, it's good to have a strong leader like that. I like seeing her put Laster in his place. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I didn't get the scene at the end really where I guess I did, um, but. It's just at first I didn't get it where Sean was just like giving all the credit to Lasseter and then they explained it and I was like, oh, he's trying to get Lasseter to admit that Sean figured things out, which is kind of sm- smart reverse psychology there. Yeah, I yeah, like that. that. Was good. Um, are we supposed to believe that or are we are we supposed to assume that Sean and Gus dig up the whole other trail to find the um, the, the money? I think we're left to wonder if they find it or not. I think Sean's hunch is right. It's the only one that really makes sense because well, that man dug everywhere. He dug up the whole trail. Yeah, so if they do find it, the money's never really mentioned in a future episode, but hmm. I like how it ended. Yeah. Them going off and adventuring like they always would as kids. Yeah, and... that's that's great. All right, your least favorite scene. My, my least favorite scene... Um, I think it was the scene where Raylene was introduced. I don't know why. It's just that's when I started to realize that I didn't really connect with the case as much. Mm. Where I was like, oh, this seems like a weaker setup than the other episodes. And it didn't grip me as much. (laughs) I didn't have any major, major criticisms of it. But it's just it didn't grip me as much. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, I kind of agree. I thought it was a little awkward. Mm. Um, every scene with Raylene following made sense, but the, I agree. They kind of uh, introduced, I feel like they rushed yeah. it a little. 
because they spent a lot of time on the comedy scene with Sean in Chief Vic's office before that. And I felt like if they if they cut that scene by about two thirds, you could have still had a funny scene and then spent more time introducing in maybe perhaps a stronger way yeah. the actual subject of the episode. But anyway, you know, this is episode four of this show. It, it's understandable that oh, they would have some... Oh, it's going to grow so much. I'm so excited for you to keep watching. Yeah, I can't, me too. I, I can't... Mean, I, I don't want to spoil, but it's so good. Yeah, it's understandable that they're still trying to figure out what exactly they want to be in terms of, you know, show stylistically and yeah. everything. So and, it's, um, I forgive it. Before we go... I just wanted to know, are, were there any SG-1 crossovers? Hey, you brought it up this time. I was, well, just, about yeah. to, I was just about to bring it up. Um, we had three. Three? Um, yeah, the two white bank robbers. But I didn't both, recognize any of them. Nope, they're in future episodes. Both um, of them? Yeah. So both of the um, the white bank robbers, um, the dead guy and the oh. non-dead guy, they are, they're in future episodes. Um, and then also Raylene. Um, Anne-Marie Deloise is her name. She's the wife of... The, one of the Stargate directors. So that's how she got into that circle as well. But did she act in an episode of SG-1? Yeah, she, uh, she acts. She's a guest star in one episode as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just haven't gotten there yet. No, I haven't gotten there. It's a season four episode, something like that. Okay. Well, good yeah. catch. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of We're Psyched. Um, we appreciate uh, everyone listening. Uh, we'd appreciate if you left us a review or a rating, uh, help boost our numbers. Um, only if you like it, of course. If you if you're about to give us a one star review, just just don't. Yeah, just um, if you're going to give a bad or negative review, um, redirect your energy elsewhere. Yeah. Come on, just just be better. <laughs> Agreed. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, myself at uh, Jacob Bores. And me at ellen.m underscore 22. If you have anything to talk about on the show, we'd love to hear feedback. Please uh, email us at we'repsychedpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear stuff, maybe read it on the on the show, uh, give you a little shout out. Yeah, or DM us if you don't like email. Yeah, it's either one is great. All right, join us next time for season one, episode five, Nine Lives. Nine Lives, something to do with cats. Well, yes, that's very obvious. We'll see. Jacob loves cats. I do. Oh, I'm a dog person. Jacob's a cat person. Which one are you? Which one are you? This is the feedback. Be a dog. Be a dog person. The the real answer is cat. Dog. No. Catch you then. See you next time.